0: Today on this show, we interview Jeff Ash, host of the Men's Intuition podcast, about the common question, how can I talk to my partner about intuitive eating? Jeff shares with us about how to talk to your partner about intuitive eating in a way that builds connection, support, and helps you explain how this lifestyle change is different than another short-term diet. We hope Jeff's perspective sheds light on the male point of view, equips you for your conversations, and brings a sense of unity to your relationships. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian and I'm Casey, personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace.
1: Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Joyful Health Show. We have the honor of having Jeff Ash here. Um, He is going to talk to us about how can we talk with our partners about intuitive eating? Maybe if they've never heard of it, they're not on board. Um, how can we approach that conversation? And we're so excited to talk to Jeff. Casey's going to tell us a little bit more
0: about him, but welcome, Jeff.
2: Oh, thanks. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Okay, everyone. So this is our first um male on the podcast. So this is a really big deal. So we're super excited to have you, Jeff. Um, And if you haven't listened to Jeff on his podcast, um, he is a Christ follower, a husband, a father of two adult daughters, a dog lover. He's a nutritionist and an intuitive eating coach. He's a personal trainer and host of the Men's Intuition podcast. So Write that down. Um, (laughs) Where he seeks to teach and encourage other men and women, too, on their own intuitive eating journeys. His passion lies in helping individuals and families transform their relationships with food and body, all without restriction, guilt, or shame. So Jeff, this is exactly what we all need. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, give us a little bit of background about how you arrived at the place that you are with this topic. Maybe what was your struggle and how, how did God meet you in that struggle and lead you towards this as a career?
2: Yeah, that's a, a good question. Um, I, I started out with um, the typical fitness mindset that that the culture promotes. Uh, I mean, I, I was raised by a very loving father and mother. My dad was a pastor, um, just poured himself into his his flock. And so that was the model that I had growing up. I never had any pressure around food. Um, I think my parents did, you know, like a system thing here and there, but their dieting was not a big part of it. So I, I very much grew up as somewhat of an intuitive eater myself without really realizing it and uh, but later on I got into kind of the fitness world the bodybuilding side of things and and uh, going down that road of optimizing performance and and nutrition myself and that's how I got really interested in pursuing that to help other people. And um, and so through that process, then I it took the typical fitness approach. And I, I I do think I took a bit more of a gentle approach to it because I was never one of these in your face kind of, you know, go big or go home kinds of people. And I always took a very individualized approach, depending on what the person needed. But it was still very fat loss, uh, body composition oriented. And um, and so I, I really got interested in family nutrition. And. Because I used to be a children's pastor myself, and so I've always loved working with kids and with families, and and thought it would be fantastic to work with entire families, not just individuals, to help them with their kind of come together and and build those healthy habits and behaviors. And as I started looking more into the child and teen nutrition uh, with the work of Ellen Satter, which you both are maybe familiar with, um, and the weight neutral approaches there, I started to realize that it's funny even the the most hardcore fitness people say oh we should never put kids on diets you know some some people do but a lot of them are like no 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 you never want to put kids or teens on diets but yet for some reason at 18 it's cool to put everybody on a diet and and so that just started to really get me to rethink the whole idea and then as i spent more time in that weight neutral community then it really opened my eyes to to the intuitive eating approach and i i went I've completely shifted over the last few years to a completely uh, weight neutral, uh, intuitive eating approach in my coaching. And it's so much more fulfilling. It allows me to touch on those deeper issues uh, when I get to work with Christian clients, because I don't just work with Christians, but non-Christians as well. I can bring in that spiritual aspect as well to it, which ties in so nicely with the intuitive eating framework. And so, so that's kind of how I got to where I am Uh, today?
1: Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, I love that. It's just so interesting how we will treat children one way um, and sort of a loving, we instinctively know how to care for them, but then when it comes to ourselves or as adults, um, we kind of lose that. And I think there's a lot of things we would do well to see how would we treat a child um, and how can we use that to treat ourselves in a similar way. So Mm -hmm. It's a really awesome and interesting part of your story, Jeff. I know, um, especially since you work with families, this is going to be a great topic to talk to you about. So we really wanted to talk about how to talk to our partners because we experience so many of our um, course participants and clients, them getting really gung-ho about intuitive eating, really excited about what they're learning and experiencing, um, but then having a hard time communicating that with their um, partners and getting mm-hmm. them on board. Do you see this in your work?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. And I think you know one of the I, I kind of saw this interesting parallel as I was thinking through this this topic. And uh, because it, you know when you when you go into when if you become a Christian and you are married and maybe you weren't you can, you and your spouse were married and one of you becomes a believer in that marriage and you're excited and you're trying to share this with your partner and they just aren't getting it and it's that kind of thing yeah, I see that similar kind of parallel it's it's so foreign you know the bible talks about the gospel being foolishness to to those who don't believe and intuitive eating in very in, in a lot of ways seems like foolishness to people who have been so bombarded with the message of dieting. And that's so ingrained in in our culture and our society. And so it it can take a lot of work to unpack that and, and help people to see the, the issue with that and, and why it is that it was such a big deal to begin with.
0: Mm hmm. Right. And I can think of a few very specific questions and scenarios that our clients have had and that I've had as well. Um, And I think we can a lot of times take different approaches, but especially in the time when that person is really excited about intuitive eating, but they're also feeling very vulnerable as far Mm -hmm. as exposure to diet culture, what happens when that diet culture is strongest in your own home when your partner Is um, weighing all of their food or counting all the calories, and you're seeing that, or you're they're stepping on the scale and they're excited about the weight loss, or you know, and they're immersed in that. How can they kind of guard their heart while also loving their partner in a way that that this eating thing is not getting in the way. It's not a barrier. And I I think especially like the difference between intuitive eating and intuitive eating under submission of the Lord and love coming first. Mm -hmm. How, how does that kind of look when people are first starting intuitive eating in their home?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, again, it's that, it's that newness that, that it, it, It can be very frustrating with anything, you know, when when you're getting an opposing view in something that you're trying to do. And um, and that just makes it really challenging to to fight off those those issues that you yourself have been struggling with. And um, at the same time, you know, not pushing that other person away. So it can be really difficult to navigate that. And uh, and so, I really, it's a matter of of open communication. And and one of the points that I I thought was uh, really important to make in this whole conversation is being patient with your spouse or your family members. You know, if it's a you know if you're someone and there's other family members in the house that are doing it, because just like with with anything new, it it's going to take some time. And so you know, I don't think most of us came to intuitive eating just the first time we heard it, it was like, oh yeah, that's it. Cool. And, and all in completely on board, all 10 principles locked in, ready to go. It was a process. And often it's a process, a long process of undoing that diet culture mentality. And so I think that that's one of the key things is to, to as hard as it may be, because, you know, cause you're, you're now dealing with your own emotions and and that kind of thing and, um, and struggles in trying to stick to this new way of thinking about food is that we do have to extend that grace and that patience to that, that person who may not really understand it just yet.
1: Yeah. And I, I think about how you compared it to being a new believer in a, in a marriage where maybe your spouse isn't a believer yet. And um, Mm -hmm. how in that example, we just have to live our life and live by example and pray that our the fruit of our life will, um, attract our spouse to the gospel. Um, not so much. I think there's a verse that says like not to be won over with words, but to be won over with, um, that that your spouse won't be won over with words, but will be won over with your good Mm -hmm. deeds or with your life. And I can see that working out very similarly with, um, intuitive eating. So, there's part of that, that patience of being patient with our spouse and there's part of um, owning what's ours Mm -hmm. and letting them own what's theirs. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about sort of what those boundaries are with intuitive eating and how you can set those in place in a loving way with your partner?
2: Yeah, well, I think that that's, that's another good point there too, about boundaries. I think that's another important um, point that we need to make too, with all of this is that, you know, for many people, um, coming to intuitive eating is um, bordering on or it may even actually be a life saving kind of a thing. They may be coming out of an eating disorder or uh, in the midst of one. And intuitive eating is a way that they're they're getting out of that that eating disorder. Um, there could be and it's going to vary from person to person. You know, some people is just they're tired of dieting. And this is this finally is a way that's clicked for them. So there's this whole spectrum. And um, and so uh, I think it's important that for you as an individual, you figure out what boundaries are deal breakers, and what boundaries you know where you can compromise. And I think that that's that's something too. Just you know, with a lot of areas in in marriage. And so um, for someone who may be coming out of an eating disorder, it may be that you really do have to put a strong uh, foot down and say, "I can't watch you weigh your food. It's just please." please do that somewhere else. If you're going to insist on doing that, I just, it's, and, and make those, make it very clear where those boundaries are. And, um, and so, you know, on the kind of going further into boundaries, it's how, how do you want them to hold you accountable? And if you want them to hold you accountable, those kinds of things. Um, I think I may be getting off off track of as far as the question you asked now, but, um,
0: Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like this whole topic reminds me of just Romans fourteen, where, you know, as for the one who's weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. Mm -hmm. And it's you know talking about eating, and it's and it says in verse four, who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. So I think sometimes like we have to be careful too of like thinking that we're. Superior in no. our advanced, progressive learning, with and when it mm-hmm. comes to intuitive eating, and and instead, oh no, the Lord, um, He's humbling me through this growing experience, and how can I um, honor? My partner and this, I can see where they are. They are living up to their own convictions. They're um, they're responsible and accountable to the Lord as am I. And so, how can we do that together in a way that builds up the body and love? And so, that's not a way like it's not a divisive way. Um, and so, to be able to have those those convictions and those boundaries, and and to also be free and the Lord, because I think intuitive eating gives us that freedom and that mm-hmm. flexibility to like. Well, you know, I used to not be able to eat certain things. Or I used to have these the food rules around myself, and and now I can be free to to eat what I want in front of my brother or sister in Christ, or to abstain um, for the sake of love. And so, I think that's a beautiful freedom that we have with intuitive eating. Um, so, and I know you talked about boundaries as far as like how to talk to your partner about intuitive eating, and I think a lot of um, our participants in the course also, they're like, I haven't even talked to my partner about uh, that I'm even doing this course because I don't know what even to say.
2: Yeah,
0: (laughs) It's not like, oh, I'm doing the keto. That's like, there's not uh, that much language or framework around it except for, well, I'm trying this new thing or, you know, I really didn't feel good when I was eating this way. And so now I'm trying to, you know, eat when I'm like, feel hungry and see what it feels like to To stop when I'm satisfied? Or um, maybe what are some other ways that um, that we can talk to our spouse in a way that feels, and I guess sometimes, you know, a lot of it's like going by the spirit and seeing those open doors and opportunities. But do you have any um, ways that people can bring this up to their partner when it comes to this new way of eating?
2: Yeah, and that's a good point. And I think this one actually probably comes before you start setting boundaries because you have to educate them a little bit before you can set boundaries because otherwise they won't understand what the boundary is for if they don't understand kind of what it is that you're doing. If you just say, hey, don't weigh your food in front of me. And that's all they know. And they all they know is, OK, she started this new, crazy, intuitive eating <laughs> thing that I heard is just eat whatever you want and eat oh. all the donuts," and, and they don't understand it. And then now they're just telling me not to weigh my food. Mm. And so so I think that it's important that we at least for us and and not to stereotype us guys, but sometimes just the way that our minds think, I think it's good to kind of build up and help us to understand first the education, the why behind it. And then we can then better understand why the boundary is important to you that we don't just blow it off. Um, And so you know, I think educate, but try and focus on the low hanging fruit, I think it's a good place to start. So it's, you know, it's really easy with anything to get sidetracked in the minutiae. And, you know, even just thinking about how we share our faith and how we can easily get pulled away from kind of the straightforward message of the gospel. And so we're arguing about politics, uh, political affiliations and positions and gun ownership and vaccines and mask mandates and homeschooling and all of this stuff. And we start, we're, we're talking to maybe an Our a non-Christian friend and we're trying to share the gospel. And we end up talking about all these other things that have there. It's not that they're unrelated, but they have nothing to do with the gospel message itself. They're like much later things to discuss down the road. And so I think we can do the same thing with intuitive eating too, is that we can get focused on the minutia instead of, Um, helping them to understand the big picture concept. So I think that would be my advice would be to start off with the big picture things. Hey, what, what's this intuitive eating about? It's all about eating donuts and eating whatever you want. Oh no, no, that's not at all what it is. It's helping me tune into the signals that God has designed into my body. And so, and what are those hunger and fullness? And I think most people can understand the concept of hunger and fullness, at least to an extent. And so if we start there, then they can say, oh, okay, so it's eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. And it's like, well, sort of, but that, you know, at least they got, they get that general idea. And and then you can build on satisfaction and and explain why it's important and and how that, you know, over time, you can kind of explain how, when you don't have that satisfying donut here and there, or pizza here and there, that it makes you end up craving those things more. And So you can start to educate at that level, again, focusing on those big picture things. And, you know, depending on the person who you're talking to and where you're coming from, uh, I think that there's going to be maybe a different way that you approach it. So with one with one person, if you know your spouse real well, then you may know what things will help shift their their mindset and their way of thinking on things. And you could focus on those and you whether it's starting off with movement, gentle nutrition, uh, you know you might even to your partner you might even emphasize the gentle nutrition even though you're trying to deemphasize it yourself but say hey that's a that's an aspect of this too it's not just you know we don't just toss that out and so there may be different ways that you can that you can bring in the different principles and it's i think for me it's more be intentional about what you're trying to do just like uh, be strategic about it and i think that can be a really helpful way to to do it but focusing on those 10 principles in, in general in some way is going to be a good, good place to start with the education of it.
1: Yes. um, I I think if you haven't already read that, we should just say this: if you haven't already read the intuitive eating book by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, they go through the 10 principles. I think that's a really good place to start. Maybe when you're first starting out with intuitive eating. um, So you can know the full picture because a lot of us come to it with the mindset of what Jeff's already kind of alluded to, Oh, it's just eat all the donuts all the time or eat whatever you want, whenever. And there's really a lot more to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can different principles kind of intrigue different people, depending on what they're struggling with or where they're at in their relationship with food and body. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's a wonderful way to approach it. I know Mm -hmm. for myself, I like, I didn't, I prob- if someone were to said, just never weigh yourself, let go, uh, you know, let go of weight from the very beginning with me. When I first read about intuitive eating, I probably would have just been like, you're crazy. Um, but learning about like the health benefits, oh, this is how God designed our bodies to work. Um, really made sense to me. And then as I started practicing it and getting into it, I, my eyes were open to the bigger picture of health at every size weight, a weight neutral approach. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Uh, Um, what are some, I, I just, I can't resist asking you this because you are the only male we've had on the podcast (laughs) so far. Um, do you see like any differences in, in communicating to guys? I know you already mentioned like, um, we want to be educated. Um, yeah. Are there any ways that guys receive this message differently and, um, or different motivations they might have in this area than women? I don't even know what to ask, because I feel like <laughs> guys range do
0: work What's your perspective? So yeah, <laughs> How can no. we talk to our husbands? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, one point I do want to make, too, is, um, before I answer your question, is sometimes our spouse is not the best one to get us to change our mind on something. And that's something I think that we need to understand, too. You know, so many times it's, you know, your, your spouse may be saying something to you over and over again. And then in your women's Bible study group, your men's group, you suddenly are like, oh, my gosh, this light bulb moment. And you go home and you share it. And they're like, I've been telling you this for <laughs> six months or five <laughs> years or whatever the case is. So keep that in mind, too, throughout this this um, this conversation. But <laughs> um, yeah, when it comes to to the men and women, I guess some of the approaches that, that I see is in my work with men versus my work with women because I work with men and women and sometimes the approach that I'll take as I'm talking about intuitive eating because very few of them come to me saying oh I want you to teach me intuitive eating they come to me oh can you help me lose weight and I say well here's the approach that I take and I don't do that intentional weight loss and often they're very confused by that and so I I take this approach to help them understand that and so with the guys, I do tend to focus on the on the um, the concrete things a lot more, less about the feelings and emotions of it, because um, I think that that that's that has seemed to go over well in convincing them to give it a try. Whereas with the women, it's usually um a, and again, it just depends on the woman because some women respond really well that way. I've had women who they, they want me to send them research papers and and they're very much in, in that sort of mindset. Um, but but again, with with the women there, there may be a, the emotional aspect of of tuning in more to what they have been through as far as stigmatization and weight bias and maybe even trauma and those kinds of things that they've dealt with that men in general, don't deal with as much. Now, not to say that they don't at all, because ours ours comes in a different way. But, you know, women tend to get the uh, emphasis on being thin and where men get the emphasis on being lean and muscular and that kind of thing. And so it, it, it's not that it doesn't exist, but it's different. And so that's um, that would be the the main difference in the way that that I approach it is that sometimes the guys don't respond as much to the, how's it making you feel kind of thing. Um, Their feelings are often more frustrated and I'm tired of doing it this way. And um, later down the line, we often uncover things that are the same things in men and women, because I think it ultimately goes back to many of those same things at the root. But but yeah, so that would be the general approach, I guess.
0: So what, for example, are some of the concrete things? So you wouldn't say hey, um, you know, if, if you really want some muscles, do this intuitive eating thing. <laughs> like, you wouldn't, yeah. you know, I mean, since men are focused on more of that uh, strong aesthetic, um, mm-hmm. what are the concrete things that you say then about the benefits of intuitive eating?
2: Yeah, well, and that's a good point because uh, I use intuitive eating myself and I consider myself fairly serious about my training. I do that ninja warrior training and heavy lifting and those kinds of things. And I, and I'm serious-ish about it in the sense that I want to improve in that area. So it takes some additional dedication over and above just general health. And so um, when I do have guys coming in and if they have similar goals, kind of take the focus of being like fixated on it. um, And, but point out that, hey, you know, what's, what's the number one thing that you need to be concerned with if you're trying to build strength? Well, you need to eat enough. And so it's it, it's very easy to say, well, so intuitive eating really does start with this foundation of making sure you're getting enough for yourself. And, um, you know, and and so if you can tune into those hunger and fullness signals, that will make sure that you're getting enough. And then that's going to help fuel whatever physical activity or training if they're more into training, because I've had a number of people come from some other fitness groups that. We're focused on like powerlifting and those kinds of things. And so from that perspective, you can really focus on the eating enough part. Um
1: yeah, I that's I would say um that's exactly where I would go too, just because mm-hmm. I, you know, knowing working with athletes in the past and working with men with very similar goals to gain strength and gain, you know, um it's always like, well, are you eating enough? And there's another Really interesting thing, which I don't know if you talk about, but like testosterone levels in mm-hmm. men are actually chronically low in a lot of men who overwork and undereat. And I know that yeah. can be. Do you guys talk with your male clients about that at all?
2: Yeah, those no, so are. That's a good point because anytime that you can find a uh, something that will elicit that kind of a response in the person, low T. Boom. If they are experiencing low T, then immediately that will perk up their, their ears. And I try and get this information on their initial consultation of forms that they fill out. And so that can help me to, to gauge, oh, okay. They, they mentioned that they've got low T issues. So now I can talk about sleep and I can talk about training too much. But I can also talk about the benefits of and kind of be on board with, you know, hey, yeah, that heavy lifting you're doing, that's really beneficial for that. That's going to help with that. But, you know, getting enough sleep, feeding yourself well, making sure that you are getting enough fat and, and carbohydrate and protein and, and these different things. And just focusing on the what they can um, put in rather than take out which is what so much of dieting is about is, you know, cut this food out, cut that out, but reducing stress and all of those different things. And then going into, Hey, what are, is it stressful when you have to cut out all the things that you enjoy? Well, yeah, it is. And so again, focusing on those things can be really helpful.
0: Yeah. And I think of a lot of these things, like you're saying, eventually you get to the root and the heart of where someone's purpose lies. And I always think of, um, let's see, Proverbs 20, verse 5, and the purpose of a man's heart is like deep water, but Mm -hmm. one of understanding can draw it out. And so I think a lot of times, you know, to be able to look at your partner and, you know, if you know that you're probably the one who knows them the most intimately, and so you probably know those deeper desires, but being able to ask thoughtful questions of like, oh, like, tell me why, you know, tell me why you're engaging in these behaviors, like getting X amount of protein or, oh, now I'm buying now at the grocery store, I have to buy cereal with protein and milk with protein and like yeah. everything with protein so that you can meet these goals. Well, what really are those greater goals that you have is to, mm-hmm. um, to be able to maybe like, how can we ask our partner some of those, um, some of those more spiritual questions, maybe not just spiritual, but I mean, under the heart of everything, there's, you know a spiritual source of everything. So instead of, I guess, like, you know, pointing out their behaviors and saying, well, intuitive eating is actually better if you do it this way, Um, how can we talk to our partner in a way that's uh, gentle, that will draw them out?
2: Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's focusing on the benefits that that's bringing you. I think that can be really helpful. So, um, you know, if you're, you're talking about how it's helping you to be able to navigate, like having sweets in the house better. And now I hope my dog is not making too much (laughs) noise there. He decided to scratch himself. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh, anyway, the the uh, yeah, talking about some of the ways that it's changed you, that it's helped you to grow and um, and, you know, bringing in the things that, you know, will help your that will trigger that that positive response in, in your spouse. So maybe it's a spiritual growth aspect. So maybe you have a very strong believer who's your husband. And if you if you can emphasize those spiritual aspects of growth over and above the physical, that might trigger a more positive response in them, too. And and help them to get on board more. Um, those are just some, some examples there. And, um, yeah, I think any time that you can, can figure out what is going to trigger that thought or that response in the other person, that's going to be a really helpful thing to do.
1: Mm Yeah. Um, and you know, our goal isn't necessarily always to make our spouse an intuitive eater, but to have peace, right. So have where we're supporting each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said, like sharing, you know, the benefits and, um, the positive impact it's had on your life, I think will just help your spouse to see, Oh, this is really, you know, this is important to him or her and, um, it's helping them. And how can I support you? Even if, you know, even if on the side, I have a slightly different approach to how I eat and move my body. Um we just want to get to that place of supporting each other Mm -hmm. and a lot of open communication, it sounds like, right? A lot of patience, open communication, um, not that no judgment, but just like sharing, sharing our testimony of, you know, what's happening in our life.
2: Yeah. You know, one of the things, yeah, you know, one of the things that I I talk to the to the females about, but also the men too, is really it, it can be helpful, especially for for guys that I, uh, you know, I know myself personally and a lot of my guy friends have specific do's, not just don'ts. So if you can give us some specific things that to do, um, you know, sometimes it's easy that, well, I shouldn't have to tell you what to do. But in this case, it can be really, really helpful if, if you can, if you can say, OK, I'd like can you please do this and that, and also it helps us to have to feel like we're a part of it too, because I think you know a lot of a lot of us guys are going to be really supportive of our of our wives and same wives supportive of their husbands if we know they're trying to do something to really change their life, even if we don't understand it, and we really do want to help support that. And so again, coming having some of those specific, you know, the don't do this, don't do that. That's that's part of it, but the do's can be really helpful um would like to solve problems i know myself if if my wife is having a problem i like to try and solve it and i have to sometimes resist the temptation to try and solve it but if you can give me something that i can can do then that can be really helpful and it could even be something as simple as hey can you look for this specific thing this kind of food that would be great to add to our dinner each week and just give us a task to do. And I think that that can kind of help get us on board with it, even if we're not quite at the place of understanding everything yet.
0: Yeah. So a different kind of honey-do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, can you please um, pray for me about this when I see this diet advertisement? You know, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Um, so, Jeff, this conversation has been really helpful. I think we've talked about um, what to release. And for women especially, we need to release um, control over what our partner is going to think or believe. And to be able to, you know, because self-control, it's self-control. We can only control ourselves. And then we can um, love and promote peace um with the spirit with our partner. And so how can we share that joy? Because that's mm-hmm. what joyful health is all about. It's like if we love something, we're gonna share it. And if we're enjoying food and movement, like we're gonna share it. We're gonna invite whoever's close to us in on that. Like I'm gonna go on a walk, not a run today. You wanna join me? You know, that kind of thing. Um and then we've talked about a lot of practical ways of how to talk to our partner. Um, and I think ultimately you know, it's going to be up to the Spirit and asking Him to guide us in that. Um, we, are, we worship mm-hmm. in spirit and truth, not on, like, the woman at the well. She was like, what do we do this mountain or at this mountain? It's like, well, it's spirit and in truth, you know? Um, yeah. So is there, are there any last tips or thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners um, before we close out?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the things I, I really was excited about in, in having this conversation is that— um, being able to bring in the spiritual aspect of it. And so I think one of the other really important points that I was going to make it, you know, to, to kind of summarize, we talked about being patient and then also helping to educate them, sticking to those big picture items, at least at first, and then setting those boundaries, making it really clear what, what would be helpful for you, where they can um, offer insight and advice and where you'd rather that they not. Where they just like to stay out of it for right now, but then finally pray for them and and ask them to pray for you. Also, I think that can be a really helpful helpful thing too, uh, especially when you have both when both spouses are believers and they're on board. And just emphasizing that hey, this intuitive eating journey is not only for my physical health, but it's for my spiritual and mental and emotional health. Now, really appreciate your prayer in that area, and um, and then you know. Also, again, pray for them, just like you would for any other area of life where you're struggling or where they're struggling is explicitly inviting them in by asking them to pray for you. And and even, you know, so again, coming back to those specific do's, um, ask your partner at times to specifically pray for certain things, too, because that can be a, a strategic way of helping them to, again, you can even use that as sort of an education tool too. Hey, can you pray for me in this area? I'm struggling with this particular area. And that's another way that they can start reflecting and thinking about one of those principles that you're working on. So lots of different ways that you can, can do that. And so that would be definitely my, my final tip there is to incorporate that.
1: Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, Jeff, as we go, I know you have offered to our listeners that you will do a you do a free one hour consult for anyone who mm-hmm. is interested or really just trying to explore this. Do you do? Um, I want you to share about where they can connect with you for that. But also, yeah. um, can you just share a little bit about what like a family consult or maybe a couples consult would look like?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, um, on Instagram is where I'm most active. Intuitive and you can also find me at my website, which is hopedrivesme.com. And so that that's where you can find that. And, and I would say that that would be a great place if you have a, a husband or father or uncle or somebody who you're trying to help understand this more. Again, like I was saying, sometimes we're not the best one to teach and educate our spouse on something new. And so you can direct them my way and they can hear it from a dude too, who's talking about it. And so they know it's not just a girl thing. Cause I I think sometimes I, as bad as it sounds, some of us guys, it's just, you know, when when the only people we hear talking about it are women, we sometimes tune it out and it's not right. But, um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that's where you can connect with me. And as far as the, the consultation, so yeah, the initial consultation, I do want to make sure you know too, even if you know that you can't work with me on an ongoing basis, Financially or whatever, please feel free to do that. I would like to help just get you directed in the right you know point you in the right direction, or even just help you to understand what it is that maybe your female uh, your your wife is going through or your daughter or whatever the case may be. so uh, but yeah, and those those consultations, what we do is we just ask them what where it is that they're struggling and and we talk about uh, how intuitive eating, what the gist of what the approach is, and how that can be helpful and depending on the person you know we we tend to look for those those specific areas where we can we can um touch on and address and start to help them to to recognize hey the way that i've been doing things now or the way that we've always done things is not addressing the root of the issue you know weight loss when we attack the the weight loss directly we're we're dealing with a symptom not the root of the issue kind of like back pain you know taking pain meds for that versus actually addressing the underlying problem so that's usually what our, our consultations will look like is helping to educate briefly and understand that and when it's with families of course it's getting a picture of where everyone is in the picture because often mom and dad are on a different page from each other Um, And the kids are maybe struggling. I had one recently where we had one kid who was a great eater, one kid who was a picky eater, and um, one kid who was concerned about his own weight. So we had this whole spectrum of of issues to to talk about and and address. And the cool thing is, is that those of us who have been around intuitive eating a lot know that it addresses all of that. And so that's one of the things that I definitely focus on when I'm talking with families is that, hey, look, dieting isn't for your kids, as you know. Yep. No, nope, it's not. It's not working for me. It's not. It hasn't been working for her. Intuitive eating is a new approach that will work with everyone and kind of and often that can really help get parents on board with the idea of really putting some priority on that.
0: Mm. Yeah. That sounds like an amazing resource. So we're really excited to offer that. Thank you for sharing that too. Um, And we're excited to listen to more of your podcast, um, Men's Intuition by Jeff Ash. And Jeff, would you be so willing to pray for our listeners and um, as they go of um, unity in the spirit um, between them and their partner and their family, ultimately, um, if they have a family and yeah for there to be at this foundation of love and and not you know not a spirit of fear but of power love and, and self control so um would you go ahead and pray for them
2: yeah absolutely thank you thanks <clears throat> lord we just thank you so much for this opportunity to come together and and uh talk about intuitive eating and talk about these beautiful wonderful bodies that you've created for us and all of the um incredible ways that you've uh, built into us to take care of these bodies. Uh, We pray, Lord, that we wouldn't get fixated on the physical aspect, but that we would uh, also seek to grow spiritually, grow in our relationship with you throughout this entire process. Uh, We pray that you would give us wisdom and the right words to say to our our partner, our spouse, our parent, uh, whoever the case may be that uh, you would give us wisdom in sharing what it is that we need uh, from them and uh, help us to understand the best way to get that message across. And then also give us patience, understanding as well, uh, as we know that this is a really difficult thing to navigate for people when when it's brand new to them. So we just thank you again for loving us, uh, for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Jeff. And everybody, until next time, rest in His grace and follow the joy. Bye. Okay.
0: Hey, y'all. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode and want more resources to help bring some gospel reminders into your own home when it comes to food and movement, we have some free printable scripture cards for you. We have created cards for you to keep at your table that include a meal-related scripture on one side and a prayer on the other side, as well as some scripture cards specific to joyful movement that you can keep in your favorite workout corner. These can be a great conversation starter between you and your partner, or really just some simple reminders to keep you both aligned in the Word when it comes to eating and exercise. Personally, I like to keep our table cards and a little card holder at the table when we eat, and sometimes we will switch off reading some of these scriptures or prayers as our blessing. Um, and then in my basement gym, I pinned each movement scripture card to a piece of twine with clothespins, so it's like a garland. And each time I work out, I will pick one off to serve as this like meaningful intention for my workout that day, so I know it's not just about me, and so I can move more for the Lord and it's really helpful to do with others as well. In plus, it does add this really cute, joyful element to the space. So if you want these cards, you can go to joyfulhealth.co slash freebies and click on the link to download these 32 beautiful scripture cards with guided prayers and movement inspiration to help you walk and food and exercise freedom with your partner today.